0: Hi everyone. Um, <clears throat> we all know why we're here. So let's just kind of get right to it. Uh, before I turn it over to Tony, a favor to ask, we have a lot of friends here on the line today who want to ask a Tony a question. We've got about 45 minutes or so. Uh, there won't be enough time for us under any circumstance to accommodate everyone. So we can kind of keep your questions concise and refrain from two part questions. I'll give everyone the best chance to participate. Um, so now without further delay, it's my privilege to introduce to you, AW CEO, GM and head of creative Tony Khan Tony why don't you offer some opening thoughts and then we'll open the line for questions
1: Hey everyone, uh, I'm so excited to be here as we are on the road to revolution officially now uh, Thank you everyone for waiting. I really do appreciate it And I value everyone's time on this call and it means a lot every single one of you that dialed in um, I think generally most people here are big wrestling fans like I am and I'm very excited for tonight uh, it's a big night. We have a uh, big announcement to come, and there are a lot of big things in the future for AEW and pro wrestling in general. And tonight is a big part of it, and we're on our way to one of our biggest events we've ever had. Revolution uh, always is a, a, a fun, great event, and I think, by the way, is anybody uh an echo? Is Anybody hearing the echo right now? Hopefully it's not more tech issues.
0: I got it, I got uh, it, yep.
1: (laughs) Thank you very much, I appreciate that. Uh, That was going to be a long, it was going to be a long afternoon, if if everything I heard was echoed. Uh, So, thank you very much, and uh, Revolution is always one of our best events, and uh, I am very much looking forward to a great Revolution, and uh, you're all a huge part of it, so thanks for being here today. All
0: right, thanks, Tony. All right, so we're going to do as we normally do, I'm going to name who's up first, and then who's on deck. So let's start with uh, Garrett Martin from Pace Magazine. And following Garrett will be Brandon Thurston from WrestleNomics. Garrett, you're Great. Uh, Hey, Tony, you mentioned the big announcement. Um, I know that's just a few hours away, but is there any insight you can give us about it before the show tonight?
1: Uh, I've kind of given hints. I probably don't want to say too much more before we go live on TBS tonight. I do think it's a major announcement. I think it will affect pro wrestling. And I I think it's going to be awesome news for the fans and uh, a lot of the wrestlers. And I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, to be able to give that message to our fans on Dynamite tonight, it's a great pleasure. And it's exciting to have another reason for the fans to want to watch the show tonight, in addition to all the exciting things happening going into Revolution. So I'm sorry, sorry to lead off with, uh, with uh, not giving you uh, probably what you wanted, but I do think uh, we're not too far. Like you said, we're only hours away from the announcement. So um, I probably can't offer much more insight than I already have.
0: Nice try, Garrett. Uh, next up is Brandon <laughs> Thurston from WrestleNomics, and on deck will be our friend Dave Meltzer from Wrestling Observer. Brandon? Hey,
1: Thank Brandon. You for your time What's today? up, man? Thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, great to talk with you. Um, So the the Nielsen TV ratings data that I've seen shows that while AEW's African-American audience is pretty much on par with that of TV generally, that percentage of the audience is considerably lower than, say, WB's African-American audience. So I was wondering, it, is that something you feel you can change? And if so, uh, what has AEW been doing lately to address that? That is a tremendous question, and I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brandon. Uh. I have noticed that I study the patterns very closely and it's something I'm cognizant of and uh, an audience that we really do want to grow. And it's very important to us not just growing that audience. I think diversity is very important to the company for a number of reasons, but uh, absolutely expanding our viewership. We think that is something that will help us. And that's why. you know, you see so much great, diverse talent on the show. And uh, there's there's been better representation, I think, than ever before. Um, diversity among the champions and uh, new stars coming in. So I, I think when you look at who's been coming into the company and, and the profile of free agents we continue to sign and the huge push that Jade Cargill is getting and a lot of the stars who have been... Uh, getting pushed up the card and, and getting put in big spots. I think that is consistent with trying to grow that audience.
0: Okay. Th- thanks, Brandon. Dave Meltzer from wrestling observer is next. And I'm going to follow that with a write in uh, from Jonathan hood from ESPN radio in Chicago. Dave. Okay. Tony, how you doing?
1: Uh, I'm doing great, Dave. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Um, so I actually wasn't uh, looking for that, but he actually triggered something where if you want to talk about the same similar situation with women, but my question was more along the lines of uh, 2023, 2020, late 2022 through 2023, is there anything in your mind to peak the company when it comes time for the next television contract negotiations? All right. Yes, there is definitely a goal to be as strong of a company or the strongest company we've ever been when it comes time to sign a new TV contract. And I think that could happen uh, at any time if we were to renew. And and I love where we're at. So that would be great. And uh, I think that they're very happy with our performance. You know, certainly uh, Dynamite has been so strong since it moved to TBS every single week uh, since the premiere we've been in the top three on cable and we've had huge growth year over year with the move to TBS um, And I think that we'll continue to keep a great audience for the next few years and hopefully we'll be in a, the Strongest position we've ever been in whenever it comes time to sign a new contract
0: Okay, th- thanks Dave um, so Tony here comes a, a write-in question from Jonathan Hood from ESPN radio in Chicago and I'd like to ask Amy Nemedy to be from Russell Joy to be ready for the for uh, to be on deck. Jonathan's question is: Other than the recently announced dates, do you foresee AW emanating from other Western or Mountain Time venues, including Canada, in 2022?
1: Uh, it's a great question. Uh, you know, obviously we've we have announced Double or Nothing uh, coming to Las Vegas, and after Double or Nothing, our TV is coming through Southern California with Dynamite at the Forum June 1st, and with uh, Rampage coming to Ontario on Octo- excuse, excuse me on June 3rd, and uh, we'll be at the Toyota Center for that event. And I do look forward to hopefully. Uh, doing more shows on the West Coast and the mountain time zones. Uh, we have been to Denver in the past and Salt Lake City uh, before the pandemic. And I think there are more opportunities to get out and travel. You know, a lot of the dates we've been doing since we got back on the road last summer have been making updates that were already scheduled. And we even still have you know, some out in front of us, like New Orleans uh, is, a, is a great example of a city we were scheduled to be in before the pandemic and are going back now. And there are still some others that we had uh, planned to hit before that we're going to go back to that we never made it to. And I would love to go back and hit uh, some of those cities uh, as soon as we can. So yes, that is a definitely a goal for us.
0: Fantastic. Thanks, Jonathan, for the write-in. Uh, Amy Nemedy from Wrestle Joy is next, and she will be followed by Greg Oliver from Slam Wrestling. Amy, you're up.
1: Hi, Tony. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Um, so, AEW Revolution has an incredibly stacked card. Uh, by and large, people have been saying this is perhaps one of the best cards that you've been putting out. With Revolution, um, where we have CM Punk, MJF, Hangman, Adam Cole, Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, et cetera, is revolution going to be a show that we can look to, to sort of set the tone heading into the year for AEW. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, I do think it will be. That's a a great question, Amy. And I do really look forward to, uh, revolution. I think exactly like you said, setting the tone for a great year, uh, Ever since we started the first Revolution in Chicago at the Wind Trust Arena, February 29th, 2020, uh, that was one of the strongest cards we'd ever had. I think it delivered and was one of the best shows we've ever done. And now people have come to expect great matches from Revolution. And I think uh, absolutely this could set the tone for a great 2022. And it's awesome to be you know, back on the road in Orlando in a city where there are so many great hardcore wrestling fans and uh, also a great travel city where people can come. And uh, there's a lot to do, a lot with AEW, obviously. with we got dark taping tomorrow and the Rampage live show on Friday, which is going to be a great card, and I've got more to announce for it that people don't know about yet. And also uh, the Fan Fest on Saturday, all leading to Revolution. Uh, and the card itself, like you said, is one of the strongest ones we've ever had which is consistent with a Revolution brand and our pay-per-views in general that we try to put the strongest cards possible. And I think that's why we have such a great loyal pay-per-view audience. Uh, so yes, I do expect Revolution can set the tone for 2022 with a great show. Thanks, Amy.
0: Indeed. Thank you, Amy. Greg Oliver from Slam Wrestling is next. And that will be followed by a write-in from Rachel Gagliardi from Don, Don Corday. Great. Hey, Tony, it's great to be talking today. How are you?
1: Great. Um, thanks for talking great. to me.
0: Great. Um, I was going to ask you, uh, we've seen the AEW roster grow in leaps and bounds in the last couple of years. And unfortunately, on the other side of things, you, know, you can't have everybody in the wrestling industry. So some people have to go. I want to know, um, uh, how is it managing such a, a huge roster? And also, if you could comment on, you know, he was there since the very beginning. He was integral in the formation of the company. Um, what's your comment on, on unfortunately, uh, Cody Rhodes leaving AEW?
1: Well, it is uh, challenging to manage such a huge roster, and it's a good challenge because I think we have the best roster in professional wrestling right now, and uh, there are so many great stars on it, and I'm always excited uh, when we can strengthen it and bring new people in. And I am very, uh, very pleased that we've had such a great partnership with TNT and TBS, that we had two hours of Dynamite, and that has been even stronger since it went to TBS, and that they gave us another show with Rampage on TNT, and it gave us more opportunities to showcase talent, and that has also gone very well. And we've consistently been one of the strongest shows in our time slot, sometimes the strongest show in our time slot. and it bodes really well for us. And I think it's me it could mean more opportunities in the future for our, the roster we have. And, uh, in the meantime, there's so many great talents to develop and, uh, constantly looking within for people ready to step up. Uh, and then you asked about, uh, Cody, it was, it was very sad to see Cody and Brandy, uh, leave AEW. And, um, uh, you know, I've, I've gotten asked about it a number of times and, uh, I haven't said much, but uh, what I do have to say is, is positive, and I really appreciate both of them and, and what they did for us as we got started and uh, through the growth of the company and, you know, wishing them the best.
0: Thanks, Greg. Uh, okay, now we're going to do a uh, write-in here from Rachel Gagliari from Donna tra Rachel asks, we finally have Dr. Britt Baker against Thunder Rosa for the AW Women's World Championship, a clash between two amazing performers. And I was wondering what we must expect from this match and especially from the future of the women's division after what we could already call match of the year.
1: Well, I think you can expect a great match from them. It's been a great rivalry, and I expect that the two names will be closely associated together. Certainly in recent wrestling history, they had uh, the PWI match of the year, and many people have called it the match of the year. I was on Busted Open Radio earlier. Dave LaGreca said it was his favorite match of the year, too, and a lot of the fans have come up and mentioned it as one of their favorites so the lights out match they had was a classic i think uh this is another chapter in a great rivalry and i'm really excited uh to see now finally for the championship dr Britt baker defending the title against thunder rosa it's it's a huge match and it, it means a lot uh and and when you look at the history between the two it means that much more
0: Thanks, Rachel. And as I was practicing how to pronounce Donna trial I forgot to to ask uh, Mike Johnson to be ready from PW Insider. So, Mike, you're going to be next, and following Mike will be Chris Mueller from Bleacher Report. Mike, you good to go?
1: I am good to go. How are you guys doing? Great, Mike. How are you, sir? I'm good. So um, our good friend, Greg Oliver in Canada,
0: took my two questions. So I will ask this one, which we always get, especially from younger readers, uh, including my son. Uh, What are the plans at this point to start to get the library into a streaming service, whether something that's self-produced by the company or perhaps HBO Max, which just announced they're going to start doing some live sports? We constantly hear from younger. And when I say younger, I mean 20s to early 30s readers who don't want to be trapped into watching something on a DVR and just want to stream something on their phone. Is there any inroads made or any update on uh, AEW having past content or current content streaming uh, where they can find it on devices or a streaming
1: service? Well, uh, it's that's a great question. Thanks, Mike. Uh, I get asked that a lot myself, too. I've been asked it several times today and in the past week. Uh, it, it's absolutely something that we're looking to do. I, I can't say much more about it right now, uh, but absolutely, we work with one of the greatest tech companies and one of the greatest content companies in the world uh, with Warner Media, and they're constantly growing their library and their offerings and uh there would be i think great opportunities working together on that potentially and i think it would be very good for the fans and absolutely for the younger fan base uh especially uh streaming is more so a part of their life and how they interact with content and so it it makes a lot of sense
0: thanks mike Next up will be Chris Mueller from Bleacher Report, and I'm gonna follow Chris with a write-in from Randy Zelia from Back Sports Page. Chris?
1: Great. All right, hey Tony. So we've seen a couple times recently, I believe mostly on Dark, we've had a couple of superstars come out to their songs from the recent AEW Who We Are album. I was curious if there's been any thought on your part of making some of those the permanent entrance music for anybody or if maybe we might see it used for special occasions like the upcoming Revolution show. Uh, I'm leaving that to some extent up to the wrestlers themselves, especially because I think those are great tracks and there are examples where I think they're great songs to tell the stories of the wrestlers, but then there's other examples where they're great entrances. Uh, some people have wanted to use them as their entrance and other people have not. So I'm taking it on a case by case basis. So that's why it's a really good question, doc. Um, For example, we were at the dark tapings and we experimented with Will Hobbs, which is using his song off the album, which is a great song. And he came out and he said, you know, I really liked it, but in the future, I think I'd like to use my original song, the powerhouse Hobbs song. Uh, and, you know, he felt like he gets a big a big pop, and he's established it, so he loves the song off the track, but he also would probably, for the arenas and the matches, use his original song. Uh, and then there are other people who really would like to use it, I think, as their entrance theme going forward, and, and we're going to. Literally, uh, as we were about to get started here, I heard from Scorpio Sky that he was interested in using his as his entrance and, and experimenting with that, and so we're going to do that. Uh, and there are a number of other wrestlers who have tracks on there and I'm open to using them, you know, so it's on a case by case basis, I think. And and one of the most important things is that the wrestlers themselves feel good about what they're walking out to. In general, I've never asked anybody to walk out to a song they don't feel good about. I don't think it makes any sense and it's not sustainable. So, uh, I hope that makes sense and kind of answers what you're looking for, Doc.
0: Thanks, Chris. Uh, Coming up next here, I'm going to read a a write-in question from Randy Zelia from Back Sports page. Following this write-in question will be uh, Stephanie McGee from Digital Spy. Tony, um, Randy asks, how difficult is it to manage this roster knowing you only have a set amount of hours each week?
1: It's a great question. I, you know, kind of touched on it earlier. That's why getting Rampage was so huge for this company because as we were expanding and signing more great talent than we've ever had, uh, it came at a perfect time for AEW Rampage. And now we built a really good audience on Friday nights where we're consistently number one, number two, you know, one of the top shows in that time slot, 10 p.m. Friday nights Eastern Time, and that helped tremendously. And I think. Uh, we get more wrestlers on tv and, and it's helped us feature a lot of the stars we have and also develop young wrestlers. so uh, it is always challenging and I think it was challenging when it was two hours and now we have more great wrestlers and three hours and it's still a challenge, but it's a, it's a it's a great thing and the the strength of the roster is good believe me i'd you'd much rather have a very strong roster with a lot of depth. And challenges trying to utilize people then, you know, be very thin. Uh, During the pandemic, especially at the beginning, I I was working with a very thin crew and did the best I could to make uh, the most of what everyone contributed. And those people did a lot for us and they did great. Um, And, you know, I'm very grateful to have a, a very deep crew now.
0: Thanks, Randy. Okay, Stephanie McGee from um, Digital Spies Nets. Stephanie will be followed by Connor Casey from Comic Book. Stephanie, you're up. Hey, Tony. Um, It's
1: Stephanie Chase. How are you? I'm well. Thanks for joining us today, Steph. Um, I wanted to ask, uh as you were saying earlier, like it's another stacked card and this is something I know I've asked you before previous pay-per-view, but can you talk a little bit about putting together the match order for this one? And um, we know we've got the world title match, Adam Adam Cole and Adam Page, but also like something as big as the punk NJF dog collar match, how you've kind of worked out where something like that should be placed. Well that's a great question. Uh it's always challenging putting the card order together. I think uh this show, with so many great matches, is probably the most challenging ever, but it's going to come together, and it's going to be a great great wrestling pay-per-view. Uh, bell to bell, the thing's going to be stacked start to finish, and it's as much awesome action as you can get in four hours, and I think everyone hopefully will get their money's worth. and uh, I expect it to be a great show, and, and the match order is definitely uh, – something to put a lot of thought into that i always think a lot about and for this show in particular it's going to be challenging because uh we have so many great matches on the card but it's again same as what i was saying about depth earlier that's good you want to have a really strong card where you need to think about the order um and so that's one of the reasons i'm so excited for this show i think it's is as deep and strong of a wrestling card as we've ever put together.
0: Thanks, Daphne. Uh, following Connor Casey, I'm going to take another write in question. So, Connor, you're up next, and then I'll have a write in uh, to follow. Connor? Hey, Tony. Appreciate you taking the time. Um, you guys announced that Double or Nothing will be taking place at Las Vegas' T Mobile Arena rather than the MGM Garden Arena like you did previously. Is this a sign that you guys are targeting bigger venues for your pay per views going forward? Uh,
1: well, it is. I think. You know, we're still looking at a variety of venues, but I think that's a great venue for us. It, it, it's a premium pay-per-view. And I think um, absolutely looking at big venues uh, and T-Mobile is a top modern sports venue. And I think um, we had been at the MGM Grand and that was that's a big venue, too. And it's one of the biggest ones we've ever run. Uh, T-Mobile is a little bit newer and a little bit bigger. And I think we were looking forward to the challenge. Uh so in this case yeah absolutely
0: okay thanks a lot connor um i've got a in question here from eleanor line from eleanor wrestling whose question is probably the same question a lot of others have uh are there any plans for AEW to come to the uk in the near future
1: uh, well, it's a, that's uh, another great question, and I don't have the exact dates. It's absolutely something I'm looking to do. Um, I nothing I could officially announce today, but. In particular, Craven Cottage is a venue where I would love to bring AEW. It's my favorite place in the world, and I can only imagine how happy it would make me to bring uh, two things I love so much together in AEW and Craven Cottage. And uh, for worlds to collide, I just think it would be really special. Jim, uh, you know, I'm not trying to draw you into this and knock you off your moderator duties, but, uh, you know, I know you love the cottage, too. And it's just such a special place. Uh, In in the heart of the Fulham family, and I just think it would be really cool, and I would love to bring the Fulham family and the AEW people together. I think it would be neat. Uh, But I would also love to travel throughout the U.K., um, and I have traveled extensively in uh, England and the U.K. I've driven pretty much all over the the country of England, uh, going to away matches and uh, business meetings as the general manager and director of Fulham football. And so, uh, absolutely, it's something I really want to do. I just can't officially announce anything to you all today. On that, I do. I can announce other I'll announce other things today, <laughs> but but that's that, that uh, that's not uh, what I'm going to get into uh, today exactly.
0: Well, th- thanks, Tony, and I totally agree on Craven Cottage, home of top of the table Fulham Football Club and Sky of the Championship, heading toward promotion um nick hausman from wrestling inc will be next and i'm going to follow nick with jason powell with pro wrestling net nick are you good to go hey can you hear me now
1: we can Uh, okay wonderful hi tony hey what's up nick Not much, Tony This calls what's going on right now Um, So I wanted to ask you about Jeff
0: Hardy He got caught on camera saying he was going to be Heading to AEW There's been
1: a lot of teases It would seem about Jeff coming to AEW Uh, Should fans Consider it a foregone conclusion That Jeff is AEW bound Uh, I don't think anybody should consider it A foregone conclusion I do really like Jeff a lot I think Jeff is still obligated to another company uh, here for at least several more days. But at some point uh, when Jeff is free and clear, I would love to have Jeff in AEW. Uh, Jeff is a friend of mine. I really like him very much. And I think the world of him, I have a lot of respect for him as a wrestler. And he's also a very nice person. And uh, I think he would fit in very well in AEW. And we would love to have him potentially.
0: Thanks, Nick. Jason Powell from Pro Wrestling Net is next. I'm gonna follow Jason with Carol Montez from Carol
1: Terrell. Hey Tony, how are you? Well, how are you? Doing great. Uh, When it comes to the Cody Rhodes situation, it's been reported that you had a renewal option in the Young Bucks contract that you opted to execute. Did Cody have a similar option in his deal? And if so, why didn't you use that option to keep him in the fold? It's a great question. I uh have there've have been a lot of great questions today. I know I say that a lot, but I honestly mean it. If I didn't think it was it wasn't a good one, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't say it. Uh so uh it's a, that is a very fair question to ask. Uh I don't want to get too deep into it because a lot of this is personal between me and him, but I tried to reach a longer agreement with him beyond what we had for the option years. And it sounded like at one point, I think that we were going to honestly. And uh, when we couldn't settle on it, uh, I, the last thing I want to do is keep somebody here that isn't going to want to be here. So uh, it didn't look like we were going to get a longer deal done and I would, would have loved to have done it. And I I have a lot of respect for him, but um, when we didn't come to terms on that, uh, you know, it, it, uh, made it pretty clear where we were going to end up on things. And and that being said, uh, you know, I I've h- said nothing but respectful stuff about Cody and I'll continue to.
0: Thanks, Jason. Uh, I'm the right uh Carol Montez from Caro Taro is a write-in. So I'm going to read his question and ask Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful.com uh, to be ready uh, after this um Caro asks tony uh mikey ruckus and the music department do a fantastic job with the music do you plan on hosting a concert this weekend showcasing aw music do you plan on doing more events like this for fans in the future and what do you have in mind to maintain fan engagement
1: that's a that is something we are doing uh there's a concert this weekend mikey has composed so many great themes and performed a lot of these themes and it's a great chance for him to go play live for the fans and they'll get to hear these themes live for the first time with Mikey playing them. And he's, he's done so great writing some of these songs. And I just think it's, it's a great opportunity, great opportunity for the fans uh, to have a good time and do something different uh, and let loose. And it's a very different experience going to a concert than going to a wrestling show. But this is kind of a, a mix of the two worlds and going to have a good time, at the concert, uh, but still with your wrestling friends and doing something wrestling related on the road to revolution, this big pay-per-view weekend. Uh, and I really, uh, yeah, I, I, I just think it'll be a lot of fun. So I think that for fan engagement, uh, you know, we made those songs available online and, and some of them have really caught on and, and become hits. Uh, you know, we've had a great interest in the new Keith Lee track, for example. Adam Cole's song has been the number one metal song and the number one rock song on iTunes, uh, which is awesome for us. And it bodes really well uh, for the for Adam Cole and for uh, our music department. And so Mikey does a great job and I think we'll continue to put out more great themes. And uh, for staying engaged with the audience, I think this, these are great events and we're trying to put more different things on the pay-per-view weekends like the Fan Fest and Mikey's Concert, different things uh, to make the pay-per-view weekends feel special. Uh, Something I don't know if I've mentioned to anybody, this might be the first time I'm breaking it, uh, here in Jacksonville right now is a content creator who I really like, uh, RJ City, I think does a great job developing content and I'd seen him doing some stuff other places and we're on the road to revolution and it's such a big event and i I'm part of the IWC like pretty much everyone on this call is part of the internet wrestling community. And I have been since I was a very small child on dial up internet and it's still a big part of me. And I thought his stuff is great. He popped me. And so he's here to create content on the road to revolution. And you know, that's more great stuff we can do to engage with the fans as we try to get people pumped up for dynamite tonight and rampage Friday. And there's going to be a great card for rampage Friday, uh, for the, everybody's got tickets for that and then of course sunday revolution uh it's going to be a great week
0: thanks carl for that write-in sean rossap from fightful is next and sean will be followed by shaquille majori from cbssports.com sean
1: hey tony uh, thanks for doing this very happy to hear the the rj city stuff uh he's he's great but <laughs> Wanted to ask you about the potential of trios titles. That's something that you often see fans uh, discussing. Uh, Is it something you're considering maybe even in the near future? And what are maybe some of the pros and cons of that uh, from your view? Well, uh, it's a so, uh, sorry, sorry for a second, uh, Nick, I got a, I got a bit of static when you asked your question. So uh, you, I I heard, I'm sorry, sorry, Sean. Sorry. so, So when you said, uh, can you can you go back? I heard you mention RJ City, and then I got a bit of static when you were talking. Sorry. Yeah, a lot of fans have asked about uh, Trio's titles. Have you considered bringing Okay, that's in what you pre- said. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Okay, Trio's titles. So, uh, thanks, Sean. So, uh, I um, definitely think uh, it's something that there's a lot of interest in. I've seen that, and we have a lot of great Trio's here. Uh, I am very interested in it. I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. This is the most blunt answer I could give. Uh, I'm much more receptive to doing it when Kenny Omega is back because I think that is going to happen. And when Kenny Omega is back, I think, uh, the trios division is that much stronger. We could do a great tournament now and have a great trios division, but I think, uh, he would make it that much stronger. There, and I have so much respect for him. And I think he was such a great world champion for us. And I think we could have by far the best trios division anybody could put together with how strong our roster is and how many trios are already together and, and have experience working together. And I would love uh, for Kenny Omega to be a part of it. I didn't expect to answer that question. or, or uh, I'm Sorry, I didn't expect to answer that today uh but since you asked and it's such a good question sean i'll give you a really blunt answer man
0: hey thanks sean shaquille majori from cbssports.com is next uh shaquille will be followed by will washington from Grahapsody.
1: Shaquille, hi tony thank you so much for doing this today thank um, you Shaq. yeah man good to hear from you uh so very quickly just uh, mjf delivered man a promo for the ages on last week's Dynamite. Can you tell me a little bit about the trust that goes into trusting talent to tackle that sort of subject matter with such honesty, but such poise? And then I think generally there's a belief that MJF is once in a lifetime talent, but how much did that promo sort of reinforce that belief on your end? Well, it, it, again, it was working in sports, you work with extraordinary people. And, uh MJF is one of the most extraordinary people. He has a talent, and he has has a number of talents. He's a very well-rounded pro wrestler, which means he's got a lot of different talents that it takes to be a well-rounded pro wrestler because you need a number of skills to be that. And uh, he has them all. And again, when you're in professional sports, you get to work with extraordinary people, and you watch them do extraordinary things, and it becomes almost routine. And I never take for granted the extraordinary things they do. And so, uh, I, you know, I never want to let it be routine or take it for granted when MJF goes out and does something outstanding. I've heard him give some of the best promos in, in modern wrestling and what he went out and said, uh, it was very moving and it moved a lot of people and it spoke to a lot of people and it was not the person they expected to hear it from, which I think made it that much more impactful of a statement. And, uh, I thought it was phenomenal what he what he said and what he did out there and I don't think that's at all inconsistent with who MJF is and what he's capable of. Um he's a phenomenal person who does extraordinary things.
0: Thanks, Shaq. Next up is Will Washington from Grapsity. Will will be followed by John Alba from Ad Free Shows. Will.
1: Hey Tony, how's it going? Hey, good. Well, How are you? I'm doing very good, uh, and I'm also like really looking forward to Revolution. I think the card looks amazing. Um, I'm actually really looking forward to all nine matches and being in attendance for them. Um, but one of the most anticipated matches on the card is the showdown for the women's world title between Thunder Rosa and the champion Doctor Britt Baker DMD. Um, the last time these two faced off was at last year's Saint Patrick's Day Slam, and it was historic for a few reasons. One of them being the first ever women's main event for AEW. And being that the stakes are raised this time around and the profile of both stars, and Britt's talked about it a lot as a goal of one of hers, is there any chance that this main event's revolution? And if not, do you see it happening at any of the upcoming pay-per-view events in the near future? Uh-huh. I definitely think it's some of our major events. Uh, Britt has main evented some of the biggest events in the history of the company already. You know, Britt was was a main eventer uh, against Ruby Soho at the Grand Slam, uh, which was uh, the biggest event we've ever had in terms of fan attendance and uh, mainstream attention. Uh, Britt was the main event of the first St. Patrick's Day Slam against Thunder Rosa. They were the main event, like you said, uh, in that historic show. And that was the first ever dynamite, uh, women's main event. And then the first ever rampage episode Brit versus red velvet in Pittsburgh was the main event of our first show we ever had. And that was a world championship match also. So, uh, she has main evented so many of these, uh, huge shows and time and time again, she's delivered. So, um, I have worked on the card order and right now that is one of the key pivotal matches in the card it is not what I have going on last, uh, but that does. it is one of the biggest matches we've had, and many of the best matches in AEW history were on pay-per-views and not necessarily the very last match, uh, although a lot of those last matches have been great, too. So it's definitely something I am open to, uh, and obviously having had Britt and Thunder Rosa in a, in the first uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam main event and again just to reiterate having you know had Britt and Red Velvet in the first ever Rampage main event period and having had Britt versus Ruby Soho in the first ever uh uh, uh uh first ever uh Grand Slam main event and then also Britt versus Riho in the first ever Battle of the Belts main event so uh, a lot of these signature cards we've seen Britt defending the title and uh now this is the toughest test I think she's faced as the champion or as a pro wrestler. Uh, it's a huge, huge match. It There are a lot of main events on this card. Anything, really, I think on this show I almost could main event it. Uh, in this case, um, I, as Hangman uh, has worked a really long time, uh, and that has been a story that the fans have followed for a long time. Uh, and now Adam Cole is a top contender. Uh, I believe Hangman's match quality, bar none, I would have no exceptions to this since he won the title. Nobody has had better matches. Uh, the two matches he's had with Brian Danielson and the Texas Death match with Lance Archer have probably been three of the best matches we've had in the company since he won the title, if not the single three best matches in the company since he won the title. So, uh, I am going to give him uh, that spot and Adam Cole that spot and ask them uh, to go out and have a great match as best they can. And uh, I have not talked on this this call as much about Adam Cole, uh, but I could talk to him, uh, could talk about him at length. Excuse me. I saw he told fans in in an interview, uh, gave an on-record quote that uh, when I went to sign him, Uh, I was on the phone with him for four hours and 15 minutes or more than that even. And that is absolutely true. And I really believe in Adam Cole. Uh, I I think I mentioned his song and how popular it is briefly, but the wrestler is also a huge part of AEW. So, uh, that is what I have planned as the final match and I'm really excited for it. And I am also very excited, uh, for Dr. Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. I think all the matches are going to be great. I, uh, you know, I, 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 it, I'm being probably very forthcoming in that answer, but I, but I wanted to give you an honest answer now about, uh, what I'm thinking on the card order. And I think that, uh, there are also a number of other huge matches, uh, that night, obviously Britt versus Thunder Rosa is one of the real selling matches on this card, that world title match, but also the dog collar match with punk versus MJF, uh, Moxley versus Danielson, uh, Kingston versus Jericho, and so many others in addition to all the great championship matches and matches with championship implications So uh, it is probably the most challenging card to put an order on that I've ever had uh, But uh, yeah in this case I am planning for hangman versus Cole to go out there last
0: Thanks, Will. Tony you got a few more minutes for a few more questions or we run of- it.
1: Yeah, please I would love to yeah
0: Okay, just wanna make sure you're good with your time. So um john alba with ad free shows uh, is next then i'm going to do a write in from claire stanley from one stop wrestling john tony thank you as always for taking the time hope your day is treating you well Uh, looking forward to being at dynamite tonight and at revolution this weekend Uh, a name that i wanted to ask you about
1: is the former cesaro who we just found out recently is a free agent. A W can obviously only add so many guys, but uh, the sentiment among a lot of people
0: in that IWC that you mentioned before is that that's a guy that could probably contribute in a multitude of ways, not just in the ring. Is he somebody that you've looked at in terms of bringing in potentially?
1: I do like him a lot. Uh, and uh, I have to say, I have met him many years ago, and he's a real gentleman, Claudio. Uh, I have a ton of respect for him as a pro wrestler. I think he's uh a, a great athlete. Uh he's a phenomenal phenomenal athlete. Let's be honest, his strength is uh t- you know, tip top. He's uh very few peers in the in the power department. And also mentally, uh he puts great matches together. He's got great psychology and just a great guy. So, yeah, I mean, it's always something I would be open to.
0: Thanks, John. Here's a writing question from Claire Stanley. And following Claire, I would like to call on Izzy from the hot tag. So, Izzy, be ready. Claire Stanley asks, do you have any information that you can give us about the AW video game?
1: No, sorry, sorry, Jim. I uh, what? Sorry, I, I, I had a bit of static on the line. So, what about the video game? Sorry, Jim. Just
0: do you have any update uh, that you can share with uh, with everybody? Update.
1: Got it. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Uh, well, uh, I don't have any specific updates other than that they're working every day on it, and uh, people were recording voice tracks this week. I think at AEW Dark, uh, we'll be recording some content so anybody who's at dark you may end up in the video game as uh doing some chants uh we'll be asking the crowd uh to give us a hand there getting uh maybe even with some people who aren't there uh getting their their chance in the game just that'll be a lot of fun and uh we're plugging away so the console game um is still on track and i'm hopeful that we'll be able to give more updates on it soon but uh it's been a major investment and it's something that Really is looking to pay off in a major way for us, I think, with all the interest in it.
0: Thanks, Claire. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Izzy from the hot tag, and we're going to complete uh, today's session with Bill Pritchard from Russell Zone uh, after Izzy has her moment here. So, Izzy, you're up. Hi, Tony. How are you?
1: Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for asking, and thank you so much for taking the time today. I'm really excited to be talking to you. Now, this is the first major pay-per-view without Cody Rose being a part of AEW. We know the huge impact Cody has left on AEW, so does the roster and even yourself feel pressure to fill that void without the American Nightmare being present? No, I don't, uh, actually, because I've done a few pay-per-views without Cody on them, and uh, they were both very successful. And I really love having him here uh, is a huge part of the company, but the biggest pay-per-view show the company ever did, he wasn't on, uh, was All Out, and uh, and the previous year's All Out. He also was not at, and he's, he's a huge part of the pay-per-views he has been on, but I know we can do a really good pay-per-view without him on the card, but he's also great when he's been on the cards. So um, in that sense, no, I don't, because actually All Out, I think is probably the best show we ever did. And in uh, every show I think we ever do will be uh, compared, I think, to All Out is probably all around as strong a, an event as I've ever been a part of. So uh, I I will miss him very much in a lot of ways. But in terms of feeling that pressure to put on a great pay-per-view, I don't feel that as much because we've done that.
0: Hey, thanks, Izzy. Last, certainly not least, is Bill Pritchard from WrestleZone. Bill,
1: you're up. Hey, Tony, how are you? I'm great, Bill. How are you? Good. Uh, earlier today, you had some uh, really kind comments about Orange Cassidy on Busted Open. Uh, you used the phrase net positive despite uh, somewhat of a mixed reaction from some groups. Um, and I just wanted to know, uh, you know, another example of maybe somebody in that category is like a Dan uh, Danhausen. And I just wanted to know if you uh, There's you're a using- huge difference between there's a huge difference between those two guys, Bill. There's a huge difference between those two guys. Uh, They're both very, very engaging people. But when you compare the two people, they both have huge social engagement. They're both. So there's there's similarities. There are definitely similarities. But in the ring, if you watch them enough and the work of the two people, I think they're very different wrestlers, if that makes sense. Yeah, I I think that's fair. And, you know, I'm a fan of both myself. But what I was going to ask is, is is there a way that you can see using the net positive as sort of a metric going forward for talent in the future whether it's you know somebody like like one of those guys or just on a on a broader scale just using that just to try to evaluate potential free agent signings? Yeah man, for sure. I think in general that's how you look at it is what they're going to add to the company. I think uh you know almost any wrestler of any repute and experience is going to have some fans hopefully. And they bring them with them. And you're looking for somebody that's going to bring a lot of fans. And it, and there may be some people that have detractors. And that is not always a bad thing. And I think so in that sense, you you know, they are very similar. The reason I jump on that is because, like, the the point I made earlier today, you know, in that interview, is when you talk about, like, in-ring ability and what the guys do, I think they're very different wrestlers, Orange Cassidy and Dan Housen, and and the way they approach the matches. Uh, they both have a lot of fans, a lot of kids. love both of them a lot of uh, young audience that responds really positively to them and I think that's why there is some appeal Uh, that's why I think they're good together but I also think uh, that you know uh, there's just a lot of differences and and so uh, that's why I think that it's a good fit because uh, they they complement each other very well and Orange Cassidy what no matter what anybody thinks of him has had a lot of matches that have done really big TV ratings and uh, has delivered in big match after big match after big match. And Dan Housen uh, is somebody who's got a huge audience already before he came to AEW. A lot of people really like him. And I, so comparing the two of them, I think is apple and oranges. But if you're asking which you are asking, uh, if if I'm using that kind of net positive as a good barometer for how I think somebody can affect the company. Yeah, that's, that's a great question, man. Absolutely. Uh, and it's a, it's an ever changing barometer. I think, uh, one of the points I was making earlier on busted open, I think most people probably did not hear it, uh, was that, uh, they asked me, something that surprised me from the beginning of AEW. And I didn't know how popular he was gonna become, Orange Cassidy. And uh, one of the reasons that I've given him as much of a platform and as much TV time and big matches as I have, obviously he brings an audience, which is the most important thing, and he consistently delivers numbers for us. But also, it's because I really care about wrestling and, and good wrestling. And even if you don't like his tactics or his psychology, he can go, and he's a he's a gifted athlete and a very gifted wrestler when he wants to try, so to speak. And uh, that is kind of some of the stuff I was saying about him. So um, I think Danhausen is such a charismatic person, and uh, to have the two of them out there together, clearly the fans really respond to it. Uh, so that's why I think they're such a, a good pair because I think they have a lot of similarities and and some big differences too that make them very complementary
0: okay thanks Bill and thanks Tony uh, and thanks to everyone well, I wish we had more time but um, you know the clock is unforgiving especially with dynamite ahead in just a few hours so with that again Tony thanks for for hanging on and, and getting us through uh, through the uh, technical difficulties and on behalf of everyone. Uh, in, on behalf of Tony and everyone at AEW, our sincere thanks, not only for uh, attending today, but for your continued interest in, in AEW and your passion for wrestling. Um, we'll be distributing an audio recording here, here shortly to all attendees. Uh, so be looking for that. And then, in, you know, until we meet again, perhaps in Orlando for Revolution on Sunday, we wish you the very best. Again, thanks a million for uh, for joining us.
1: Hey, uh, may, I, uh, may I have a... Uh... A one chance, Jim, to say goodbye to everybody.
0: Absolutely, you may.
1: I would love to, uh, if anybody's still on, a lot, half you people probably hung up, but I just really appreciate everybody being here today. Uh, it means a lot. Uh, Dave, I Dave, I saw, I'm looking through here as I was about to say goodbye. I'm looking through. Dave, I think you may have misunderstood what I was saying. I said the match order would be very difficult. I never said they would have trouble following any of these matches, Paige versus Cole. Uh, I think that... Uh, they can follow anybody hangman page and adam cole two of the best wrestlers in the world so no i did not say that dave uh and uh also sean i apologize to you for calling you uh nick earlier nick's question was so good i still was thinking about it and then i had some static uh on your sean so thanks for that and uh everyone else i really appreciate you all being here and uh thank you for giving us this chance to promote revolution and also talk to you and answer questions. And if there's anybody whose questions I didn't get, I'm, I'm genuinely sorry. I will stay in the scrum as long as I need to, to answer every single person's questions. And I just really appreciate you all supporting AEW and supporting revolution by covering us. And I know a lot of you are not in the business of being fans, but a lot of you are wrestling fans anyway. So I thank you for that. And, uh, I hope you enjoy the show as fans, and hopefully I'll get to uh, answer everyone's questions in the scrum. So thank you for that.
0: Thank you, Tony. and Thanks again, really, to everybody for joining us. This is always a, a great tradition for AW ahead of the pay-per-views, and uh, we always look forward to it. And so again, on behalf of Tony and everyone at AEW, a thousand thanks for, for all you do. Thanks, everyone. Cheers.
1: Thanks, all.